My name is Anthony Desiato. For over 10 years, I shopped, worked, and hung out at a comic book store in New York called Alternate Realities. Alternate Realities closed in 2015, but even though my comic shop is history, there's a whole world of stores out there. Over this past season of My Comic Shop History, I have been visiting stores across the country, town to town, shop to shop, and speaking with the men and women behind the counter. It's all been leading to a new documentary movie called My Comic Shop Country. The Kickstarter campaign launches in one week on Wednesday, September 20th. Thank you all for your continued support. I hope you will help to make My Comic Shop Country a reality. This episode takes us out to the West Coast. First up is Comic Asylum in Palm Desert, California, followed by Interstellar Comic Books and Collectibles in Palm Springs. Enjoy. Welcome to My Comic Shop History. I am your host, Anthony Desiato. This episode, uh, My Comic Shop History, goes uh, farther geographically than we ever have before. Uh, I am in Palm Desert, California, and I am recording at Comic Asylum with the store's owner, Chicks. Chicks, welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me. It's my first one, so be gentle with me, yeah? Yeah, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> well, if you don't mind me asking, uh, your name, Chicks, I've never met anyone else with that name. Now, is that <laughs> a, a given name, a nickname? What's the story behind that? Um, my real name is Chicky. And I hate repeating myself, you know, and like first day of school, it's like, I can't pronounce, seem to pronounce your name, but just tell me your name. And I'll be like, okay, it's Chicky, and they'll mispronounce it. So all throughout, I guess, I never really noticed it. All throughout high school, my friends have been calling me Chicks. And so when we first have our first comic book store in 03, I've already had Chicks picks. So it's something catchy and they won't forget it. So I just carried on. Chicks picks. That's right. Your selections of the books that you recommend to your customers. Yes. I noticed as I was walking around before we sat down to record, uh, I noticed the Chicks pick signs in front of a number of books. I think I take it you really like Saga because that one had like three <laughs> uh, three Chicks picks signs. Yes, and I would. Yes, you know I I have actually turned a lot of people into Saga. I mean, my bestseller for independent is Saga. I mean, I've had. Um, Oh my God, the trade paperbacks is just flying out of shelves constantly. I mean, you can't, have you read it? I read the first volume, so I'm, I'm way behind, but I liked it a lot. I mean, I'm a huge Brian K. Vaughn fan. Oh. Why, Why the Last Man is one of my all-time favorite series, if not my favorite. See, that's the thing. When I first opened the comic book store, I've never really opened and owned a co- comic book until I actually read Why the Last Man back in 03. Uh, so now we are at, uh, of course, Comic Asylum in uh, Palm Desert. You mentioned, though, this is not your first uh, foray into the comics retail industry. So you had another store prior to this? Yes. Um, we had CKJ Comics in downtown Palm Springs. It was, at that time, it was 03. So I was busy having being pregnant. So I didn't really take it seriously. And at the same time, it was it. um it's in downtown Palm Springs. So at that time, it was not the great location at that okay. moment. So, um, but we've always, well, my husband always thought that he was going to own another comic book shop. It was just, he was just waiting the time. That's right. So this is a husband and wife operation here? Yes. It's mainly his collection and I'm running the store. So you're selling all of his stuff, basically. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's so hard, too. Sometimes, like, he'll display something here, and then I look at him, I was like, this is for sale? 
Well, anything that you put on in store is for sale, honey. I'm not attached to anything, so um, it's for sale. Give me the price. I'm, it's, all, it's all yours. So what, like uh, the whole chicken or the egg thing, like what, what came first in this endeavor? I guess with, with the first store and then with this one, was it that there was a desire either on your part or his part or both to, to get rid of some of the collection? And you were like, oh, well, we'll do it through a store. Or was it that you wanted to open a store and it was just that was what you had to work with? I think I'm sick and tired of seeing all his collection in the box. <laughs> and I'm tripping over... His office is filled with boxes. And I'm like, oh, my God, good Lord. I mean, seriously, we're not hoarders. So you're going to have to open up a store and open the boxes and to actually have the stat- some of the statue. I mean, you cannot adore it or you can't even appreciate the detail if you don't open the box. And outside the box, I mean, you see the picture, but it does, does not justify what it looks like outside the box. So that's my main thing. So when he decided... He knew all along, but I said, uh, I was kind of iffy about it. You know, it's, we did it again. I mean, I don't want to do it again. Um, but I made a deal with him, so we're good. Right, babe? <laughs> <laughs> he is actually manning the, the counter while we record. Uh, so he's hearing all of this. We just got a thumbs up. So that's, you, that's you a You better good balance out at the end of the night, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but so, all right, so that first, that first store, how long did you have that one? A year. Just a year. So because that was my focus on having a baby. Okay. Um, I didn't really take it seriously the first time. Um, I it says that I'm open at ten o'clock, and then I come in there at eleven thirty because I was pregnant, and I would close down because I was not really focused on owning a business at that time. But this time around, you know, I mean, I'm determined to do it better. Um, when we sat down together, I said, we got to do, we got to figure out what we didn't do right the first time to make it better the second time. And the first time is like, I didn't take it seriously. And we weren't flipping the floors around. And I've worked in the retail, high-end retail. Um, so I know how you got to engage your customer, you know, once they're in the store. So refresh, you don't want to bore them. So that's one of the things that we do. So we're constantly changing here. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly, a, you know, a significant amount of time passed since the, since the first attempt at, at a comic book store. How often do you get a second chance, especially in a comic book store, to actually have it again? I mean, so um, I want to do it better. Yeah. I mean, a second chance at a first impression and, you know, a new location, a new name. Yes. Right? Where did Comic Asylum come from? I don't know, honey. Where where did it come from? Because I know my my CKJ comics was um, it was mine, my husband, and our daughter's initial, and the way we spelled comics was like not so good. It's K O M I X S when nobody can find <laughs> us. And at that time in two thousand three, nobody. There's no social media. You re- literally have to drag somebody down because there's like a stairs. It's like looks like a dungeon. That's our comic book store. So nobody knew where we were at. So, but this time I made sure it was like, we're storefront. Everybody can see us, so. Well, I think it's smart to have comic or comics in in the name of your store. Um, So regular listeners, they know this already, but uh, Alternate Reality is the store that I was a part of for many years. Um, Again, just from the name, you might not know that it's a comic book store. Uh, We were often mistaken for a realtor because they read it as alternate realties instead of reality. So we got that a lot. Uh, so I think, uh, I think the title, the name, the name works. Actually, I have two people, random people. Comic Asylum, is that a stand-up 
comedies. So I'm like, no, it's it's comic book store. It's it, it's a comic book store. But apparently, we're not the only one comic asylum in United States. But so I have to make sure that Palm does was indicated there. So okay, yeah. Now you just celebrated your one year anniversary. Yes. Here, so congratulations. Thank you. Uh, what'd you guys do to celebrate? Well, we did. Uh, um, it's we do raffle to give back to the community. Whoever's um, it's for our regulars. Um, we call it loyalty appreciation, customer appreciation raffle giveaway, and we gave away a bunch of stuff. And thank God, I mean, it turned out big. I think I'm gonna need a bigger store basically because I didn't have enough room for everyone, and it was getting so hot here. So, but hey, it turned out really well. That's awesome. Do you have an, like a rough idea of how many people you had through the doors that day? I had about 60 to 70 people in a 1050 square footage. Can you just imagine? I mean, how crowded is that? Yeah, well, I saw some of the pictures. So I saw. Uh, yeah, we couldn't even you? fit everybody in that. Like, I had one guy, the tallest guy in my crowd, be on a stool to actually take the whole photo. Okay, well, that works. <laughs> Now, speaking of your customers, before I forget, um, so before we sat down, I, um, you know, I was looking around, taking everything in, and one customer in particular, he's like all over this place, Stephen L. I've seen his name, I think, three times. Who, who, is, who is Stephen L.? Okay, um, Stephen is one of my regular. He actually, so those little signet signs, there's a layaway. And so f- when they do a layaway, they actually create their own little sign. I urge them, you know, to actually, that's your property. You know, it's, it's, it helps too for people to actually see like, oh, yeah, cool. That's a cool piece. And congratulations to Stephen L. You know, it's a layaway thing. So it's the Steve's Corner. Yes. And he, Steve, yes. that's two different people. But oh, okay. Yeah. But they're like constantly, <laughs> yes. So I encourage that. I encourage them to be creative. Um, if they uh, have a layaway, Put a name on it. It's yours. You know, and then it's an inspiration for people just like, oh, I could do that. So it's a selling point for me. Yeah, the layaway thing is is very interesting. And I, I definitely, you know, took note of that. Because um, I don't see that, I think, at, at a ton of stores. But mm-hmm. it certainly makes sense, especially with the statues. So at Alternate Realities, statues were kind of a big thing there. I mean, we had three pretty substantial showcases um, just filled with with statues. We had our DC uh, mm-hmm. showcase, our Marvel Bowen showcase, and then all the rest, which was a lot of the um, the Star Wars statues. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that took up a lot of it. Um, and then we had a back room, uh, <laughs> which was mostly overstock statues. And then at a certain point, there was a uh, a warehouse unit as well uh, that was wow. comprised largely of of overstock statues. Maybe that was not the best direction to go in um, because we had so much that we that we weren't selling. But that was definitely a big thing for us. I mean, we had you know we ordered certainly for people who had requested particular pieces, but then we ordered for the store. I mean, mm-hmm. we ordered for the showcase and for the back room. Right. Um, and as I'm on my journey now uh, to all of these different comic book stores, I am finding I'm not seeing a ton of statues at various places and i mean it kind of makes sense they are very expensive they are very expensive so that's why we offer layaway because not our demographics or for our clientele it's not like they can cuff up like 500 600 so i make sure that it's so lenient for them that they can just like hey let me know if you can do this if not hey it's okay you have three months to pay and there's no interest in there I'm not taking anything from them. So, I mean, if they want it, they can have it. 
Right. And the item stays in the store with a sign on it. And which helps me because I don't have to buy another figure to replace the hole. Obviously, you know, the area is different here. And I'm kind of curious about that. So this is my first time here. Uh, I mean, I've been to California before, but first time in Palm Desert here for a work conference. We've explored a little bit, like we've checked out a couple of restaurants Mm -hmm. around here, um, but haven't gotten to see, you know, too much yet. But yeah, I mean, I was just kind of curious. And I know you're not the only comic book store. There's another one, uh, at least one that's very close to you, correct? Yes. Um, He's very close, um, Desert Oasis. There's three comic books in the valley. And we talk amongst ourselves. We pick our brains out, you know, hey, this works, this works. And um, we watch out for each other. If somebody stole somebody something uh, I call him and say hey watch out for this vice versa oh, that's good um, there's no animosity amongst us it's a small valley this the is Coach- Coachella Valley Coachella yeah. Valley and our main goal is to actually keep the culture alive in the desert um, you know there's new generations now newer younger people and to want to create for something for their generation you know, this culture um, but that's main. That's my main goal. That's our, all three of us are main goal. You know, keep Comic Con Palm Springs coming here. Be known more than Coachella. Come on. Yeah, you got a thriving comic book scene here. Yes. Well, next next time you talk to Sid at Desert Oasis, tell him he had an opportunity to be on my comic shop history. He didn't he? Never got back to me. <laughs> I will. I will. I'll give him crap. Don't worry. <laughs> I will. <laughs> So, no, I mean, that's great that you guys can have that relationship and that, you know, that there's enough interest among fans to support, you know, well, not just not just YouTube, but the other store as well. I think Coachella Valley is big enough for all three comic books. I mean, we all three comic books and you probably have gone to several of them. Each one of us has different the way we lay out things, the way each there's correct. Uh, characters in each comic book store you know um i cater more for collectors um for females you know it's much more open and brighter and cleaner um and it's easier for them to get into independent um and it helps that i read comic books and then sid sid is the walking talking encyclopedia basically he knows everything about comic books um he's like the old comic book store, you know? Sure, okay. Um, and then Interstellar is more of the newer. Um, he is in downtown Palm Springs where it's touristy, so he carries more novelty. So each okay. one of us has different um, clientele. I want to I want to follow up on something. I mean, I I hate I don't want to frame the question as, oh, what's it like being a female, uh, you know, comics retailer? Um, but I mean, kind of on that note, I mean... Uh, I get crap all the time. Well, I want to, I mean, I want to touch on that. It's interesting because, um, so for the stores that I've lined up, some that I've already been to and some that I will be going to, uh, it's actually, there are a few uh, female retailers who I have either spoken to or will be talking to, which is awesome. But I think it's still fair to say this is still generally a male dominated industry. So, I mean, I'm curious what, you know, what the experience has been like for you and, you know, what are the reactions of people when they come in and, and see you behind the counter as opposed to traditional comic store guy? I know we got to break down that stigma, like... Who actually sits in comic book store? Is it just a man? No, it's not, you know, but I get good and bad. Good more like because people are like, they get me, give me that double look like, what? She doesn't belong here, you know? But once I start talking, it's like, I have to make sure that I, I engage them. I am, I do read comic books, not just because the way I look or the way I dress, I don't look like the comic book girl or comic book What's the word? Um, the stereotype? Yeah, the stereotype. So that's good. The bad thing is some people that is hardcore um, 
loyal on back in the day comic books, they will test you. Yeah. They will test you. Like, do you remember what the key issue is? Such and such and that. What, when's the first appearance of Deadpool? Oh, da, da, da. I'm like, um, okay, I need to call Sid. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll call my husband because he knows more than I am. Anything before my time? So your time, so you, yeah, you, so, uh, you know, one of the questions that I normally ask my guests, the show is called My Comic Shop History, so I normally ask what your comic shop history is, mm-hmm. and you said it was really Why the Last Man, that was your, your first Yes, that was my entry, first one. Your entry point? Yes. Okay, so, I mean, relatively recent in the, in the grand history of comic books, so this was not something you grew up, you grew up with. No, um, my very first comic book that I actually picked up was my brother's comic book, which is a G.I. Joe back in the early 90s, um, back in the Philippines, so... That was actually my first comic book that I actually stole from him. But I've never owned my own until I actually have my comic book store. I, fi- I want to go back to, though, your, your experience as a, as a female owner. But I think that's very interesting, the fact that... Because I think most comic shop retailers, or at least the ones I've, I've encountered, come from it as a fan first, and then they open a store. But to kind of go at it from the other way, I think is interesting and maybe, you know, might be a better recipe for success as a business owner if, you know, you can kind of separate out the fandom aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Have yes. you found that to be the case? Because can you imagine my husband running the store? Oh, good Lord. Everything's like 10 for me, 10, 2 for the store. Yeah, no, that was, you know, again, listeners have heard this, but that was definitely an issue uh, at Alternate Realities where, you know, the owner was a collector himself and there were a number of things he refused to part with because he, you know, he wanted it in his collection. You know, he had a warehouse, like I said, the warehouse with the statues and there were some statues in there um, that, you know, he he could have sold. We didn't have them in the store, but he wanted to hang on to them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that definitely can get a little, a little dicey if, uh, you know, if you are that fan or collector first. I think that's, that's what's so good about me and my husband's kind of how we, he's the collector and I'm here to sell. I'm here more here to, I'm not, again, I'm not attached to anything here. Everything, well, I, I would like everything to sell in my store. That's good for me. But, um, you know, I, I kind of have to kind of like a gentle approach with him. If there's something like, hey, do you want to let go of this? <laughs> uh, he, gives you, he gives you that laugh. Like, okay, he's not ready. He's not, um, no. I'll keep you posted when he's ready. Back to selling not selling but back to like if somebody comes in here and just wants to get back into comic book i try to kind of get them into an easier way to get in where it's not too much for them um i try to get them into independent more because it's more like you can relate to it it's original characters original story and then i ask them like who's your characters who do you want to follow through you know um so that's how i kind of it's the way you approach things, you know, the way, you know, if somebody comes in here, it's, we always ask them like, how are you doing? You know, it's all customer service and we care. Yeah. I, um, you know, one of the ways that I've been preparing for my visits to each of these stores is by reading the reviews on Yelp and Facebook, trying to get as, you know, unbiased, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a view as I can. Um, and for you guys in particular, I mean, the, that was the common driving theme was the customer service, how friendly you guys are and how comfortable people feel here. And uh, I mean, I got to observe you with a few customers while I was setting up the equipment um, and I got to see that firsthand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I spent a lot of time behind a counter. I like to think I was, I was always friendly and, and as helpful as I could be. 
I think for the most part I was. Um, but I, I mean, I know it, it can be trying sometimes. Like if it's the end of a long day or someone's asking a, a dumb question or, you know, if you're just in a bad mood, I mean, it, it can be hard to kind of always be in that customer service mode. It's really draining. On my one year anniversary, I actually had my kids here and I thank them because when I come home, it's like, I don't want to talk anymore. You know, I basically, <laughs> <laughs> people come here, it's like, I feel like I have to entertain them, you know, to actually get to know them. I actually get to know my customers and talk to them. And it's a time warp here in my store because next thing you know, it's closing time. And, you know, we can talk all day about fictional characters every day, 24-7, seriously. But I come home and like, oh, my God, I'm done. I'm tired. I like what I do. I like the fact that I actually on Wednesday just to be part of their day that they're looking forward to get that issue and just, you know, there's their faces like when I check out. It sounds very cliche, but that's just I, what I live for. It's like the reaction of people. No, that's, I mean, it sounds that's, cheesy. I'm sorry. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, that's terrific. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, I, I've always found with, you know, with a comic shop, I think more so than almost any other you know, small business. It's just that shared passion that leads to these conversations that I don't know that you have, you know, in other places. Mm -hmm. So, um, no, I mean, that's a great thing that you've, you know, that that's what you're able to cultivate and experience mm -hmm. here. So that's terrific. So I guess going back to though, your, maybe, maybe the other side of it, uh, you know, your experiences as a, as a female owner, you said sometimes you get tested. Yes. Aside from that, I mean, anything else that has stood out to you or any particular, uh, you know, interactions, anything like that? Nothing really. I mean, I, I, my, my customers actually have been very nice. I only had to reject one person or refuse service to one person, but everybody else is wonderful. I mean, they're respectful. Actually, I've told you yesterday about my rules, and I added yes. one more rule. Oh, please. Well, <laughs> well can we recap the, uh, the, the, first, the first three? So a comic book store, you can talk about fictional characters all day long in my store. Three things, original three things that I don't want to talk about is politics, sexual preference, and religion. The fourth one that I just added, recently added, I had to add it there, is any sexual reference only has to be in fictional character, not towards me. That's, yeah, I think that's right? more than fair. Yeah, Because it's, you know, I mean, we got to separate the fictional to reality. Mm -hmm. So, um, and... That's that's just my four general rule in my store. But we can talk about Batman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man and all different universe out there all day. Yeah, that's good. Do you find people generally, uh, you know, respectful of the of the rules? Yes. Yes. Um, they yes. It's only one guy that was just, just the one. very testy. OK. Yeah. Took it far beyond um, crossed so many lines. So, no, that was not comfortable. Mm mm. So I want to just touch on a couple things about the the store itself. Um, one thing that sh I, w I was shocked is probably too strong, but really struck by you bag and board, bag and board, all of the new issues. I do. Do you charge extra? For no, that? no, I don't. Um, the one thing too that I have said this before, we actually take pride because I'm married to a collector and I have read comic books where I actually had to blow a page because I can't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't mean to cut, but in our, so Stephanie and I, we got married in October. In her vows, quick uh, recap, I got into comics with the death of Superman uh, in the early 90s. 
Um, so that holds a, a special place for me. And uh-huh. I have the original Death of Superman comic book in a, in a box away. And at the end of her vows, she was like, I promise not to touch your Death of Superman. <laughs> the, I, which, I mean, her va- vows are beautiful. I love them. But it, that made it sound like I, ref- I, like I won't let her touch the comic book. She's more than welcome to, for the record. With uh, gloves? No, with gloves, gloves, right? I'm really not. With mask. <laughs> you know, I used to be a lot worse. I re- really, truly like really? that used to. I used to be, you know, very particular about that. Um, and I, I've relaxed considerably. I've never denied her any comic book in my collection. For the record, I just had to wash my hands before I. She says she had to wash her hands before. Yeah, th- I don't think that's unreasonable yeah. though. So you don't want no pizza grease on your comic book, right? Yeah. So, you know, the last season on the podcast was all about collecting. So we, we, we talked about that a bit. And, you know, again, I know people are very particular. And, um, you know, I've, I've been that collector at various points in, in my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, but anyway, so the bags and boards. So bags, uh, yeah. Back to bags and boards. So every Tuesday I have three people that actually helps me out to bag and board them. It takes all day. I'm not kidding you. I'm seriously, I'm here until like 630. The shipment gets here probably one and so we separated the pool the floor and then we bag and board each one of them now every single i the one who unloaded and so i make sure there's no creases there's no page missing there's no no page miss you go through each book that must take a while it takes a while that's yeah. why it takes a whole day yeah <laughs> all day three people uh, but so you bag and board everything, which I do find very interesting because I don't know why I don't know why if you go to other comic book store. The only time they will bag your bag your bag and board your comic book is after the fact that you purchase it. Why can't you guys just bag and board it right there and then? You know, on the sh- you have all day Tuesday basically right. to bag and board them. What about people though who want to flip through the book before they buy it? I mean, are they allowed to take it out? I actually they need to ask because you're I very mean, strict, but that's not. I'm I mean, not, that I'm keeps not, the books nice. I understand. Right, they are more than welcome to um, to open it, but at least I would ask as a courtesy to ask first. I noticed not a, a huge graphic novel section. Only the independent. I carry more of the trade paperback or graph, graphic novels of um, independent more so because Barnes & Nobles is just down oh, the street. Okay, sure. So I don't want to carry anything that you can actually just, ah, Barnes & Nobles just acquired across the street. I want to carry something that they won't find there. And then, of course, I see, you know, some pops as well. So it's funny. As I talk to different stores, I don't want to generalize, but I, the sense I, f- like, I feel like I'm getting from comic book stores is like it's a necessary evil that they have to we a- have accommodate. To have it. Yeah, right? Is, yes. that your, yeah, is that your feeling as well? Well, yeah, we have <laughs> to have it. And it's actually some of them are cool. But w- I, again, I only carry the ones that you cannot find anywhere else. Like w- Walmart carries it. Target carries it. Hot Topic carries it. I want to carry, I only carried the exclusive ones and the different ones. And before we sat down to record, you showed me you have some lockers uh, off to the side <laughs> and you said some of them are stocked with, uh, with some pops. Yes, that's my actual, my husband's personal collection okay. that it's going to go probably on the floor one of these days. Just, oh, oops, I didn't know it was for sale. I don't know. I have to twist his arm. Well, it sounds like you guys are, you make a good team. Like there's balance there. We do. You should see us behind closed doors. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we, we, we try to, I mean, um, don't get me wrong. The first couple of months coming from working for a medical field and it's been very pro- professional and stuff like that. And a little bit of retail and then him as a collector, we were knocking heads like, cause I, I I'm determined not to 
do the same mistakes that we had before. So um, paperwork wise, uh, I want everything to be and the you know in the square accounted for and stuff like that. So he's like more like when it comes to that, he's more lenient. Okay, I'm more like it has to be yeah in order. Okay, keep me sane. Do you guys do the order form together or is that? Oh, yes. You do? <laughs> yes. So. And you know what's so messed up about it is we're in Pacific time and they're in Eastern time, I believe. Or yep. in, Yeah, right? Diamond. Yep. Diamond. They're based uh, out of Maryland. So their cutoff time is usually Friday, five o'clock Eastern time. So in my time, it's 2 a.m. So if we don't even get our orders in, we're like, cramming to get done by 12 at least just to be safe just to make sure because you know there's glitches apparently it takes we learn now that we're fully a year the first couple of months it takes it took us like two days two days and to keep my sanity i said you know we got to break it apart we break it down and what's so good about it is i have the pool so i kind of know how much i need to right it's your starting point, at least. My starting point and how much is to go to the floor and how much is for him. Because apparently I have to reserve some for my husband. Right, honey? No, he's not listening. <laughs> I don't know. He's pretending like he's not listening, but I think he is. He is. Deep down inside. <laughs> hey, babe, how could you even say that to me? Oh, oh but so on that note, so you have your, your pull list as your, um, as your starting point. And then as far as how many you order for the shelf, what do you kind of base that oh on? Oh, my God. It's hard. Yeah. Trust me, we go back and forth because I'm more in the front and I know what sells and what not. And he kind of like knows by collector's point of view what's going to be good in five to 10 years. Batman is always the safe bet with the DC. Marvel is iffy right now. Yes, Marvel is going through an interesting time, I, I feel. It's hard, um, especially with their variants. It's really getting so difficult to even get that. Like, um, let, let me give you an example. There is this one cable hip hop or one, yeah, one cable hip hop that was, you know, variant. For me to get that, I have to exceed 125% of what I ordered. And the title that they pick is like not the hottest title ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they will pick like Civil War Two, the final one, number eight. We've ordered fifty of them. So you want me to order one hundred twenty-five percent to exceed that to get a hip hop cover? That's just crazy. So um, I mean, I carry as much variant as I can, but not a whole lot, especially if they're like not. That's just way, way, way crazy. We have to order so much right. to get the variant. That just ridiculous now we're sitting with so many of the regulars like currently i'm sitting with 300 covers of saga oh really yes we ordered 300 just to get a variant because that's how much i love saga okay uh now that's an element of your fandom i know influencing ordering breaking your own rule i know but it's only 25 (laughs) cents so it wasn't bad so it didn't hurt as much but i'm sitting anybody that wants 300 books saga number 43 hit me up you know so we mentioned uh, you know diamond in the context of ordering but i'm curious as a new store so all the stores that i'm going to like i'm trying to cover a mix or a range of, of different comic shops so some of the ones that i'm talking to they've been around for decades others are on the newer side like yourself 
Um, and I know that Diamond offers a number of services for for new stores or people looking to open a store. Did you guys take advantage of, of any of that? I don't know. I don't know about that. Which the, ones? I don't know all the specifics, but um, I know there are services like to help you find a location and like other things like that to help you get started. But uh, no. Um, no, no, they we didn't use we didn't actually I didn't even know about it. So um, first of all. They're not as friendly as you can actually talk to. Have you tried to apply for a, an application for Diamond? It's like... No, what is that? Yeah, what is that process like? Oh, my I'm, God. I'm very curious. Good Lord. I'm sorry. Um, it's uh, it's a whole lot of process because I feel like I'm applying for FBI to become an FBI agent. And the customer service is not as great as... Um, they're, you know, they can get away with it because there's... The only, They're the only one. Yes, when you're a monopoly, it's amazing what you can get away it's with. It's <laughs> crazy, you know. I don't know. They probably hired like people that's um like the DMV. Now they're getting <laughs> yes, the DMV people that uh, they're not as friendly. They never call back. Their turnaround for employees are really actually. I mean, this whole year alone, I've only been open for a year. I've had about four sales rep. Really? Yes. I don't know if I was difficult or maybe the turnaround time or their. Um, so it's. That's it's, interesting. That that, yeah. that is that's a lot of turnover. That's a, yeah. There you go. The turnover is a, it's quick. It's a lot. And then shipment getting um, ordered wrong. Some variants we don't get in the box. So but, but they can get away with it because it's only one. Now, I know we've mentioned your husband a number of times over, over the course of this. Um, <laughs> now, I know from our discussion yesterday that he owns a cabinet store. He's a carpenter. Yes. So I am actually privileged to actually have all these wonderful display cases. And um, even my checkout counter is nicely done. Now, if he can just fix my kitchen, we'll be okay. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is, I mean, that... Uh, it's not something I've ever really considered before, but as far as like an addition, like a skill to have, <laughs> you know, th- to, that really lends itself well to uh, to this. I'm sure it comes in very handy. It does. Did he make this table that we're on as well? No, uh, not this one. So as we're as we're winding down here, so you're one year in, and I'm very curious. I mean, how has the I, again? I know this is your second store, but still, um, how did the expectation of what this enterprise would be like? How did that match up with the reality of it? I mean, what were, what were you surprised by, either good or bad? After, um, after a year. The good thing? Actually, it's more of a good thing. More people are actually wanting to pick up comic book. I thought it was like when I got into this, I was kind of hesitant because of all the, you know, you can read comic books online now. But people actually want to actually have the hard copy to have a paper cut and smell the comic book, you know, to feel, to smell it. That's actually good. So... Not not so much of the bad stuff. It's more of a good stuff. I mean, with the movie coming out, it's helping. Yeah. Do you find that that brings people in? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Doctor Strange, just to let you guys know, nobody actually have picked up in my store until the movie actually came out. And movie came out, people are more eager to learn about where he came from or like what's what, what's he what's he about? Is he a superhero? So it actually picked up. Yes. Interesting. That's it cool. It does help. Well, all right then. Well, I thank you very much for being on thank the show. Thank you for having me. This is a, whoo, wow. I did okay. I think I did okay. No, you did more than okay. You did great. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, thanks for having me. And I hope you guys come back in California, hopefully in Comic Asylum, Palm Desert again. Yes. Yeah. 
My desert adventure continues. Previously, you heard my conversation with Chicks, the owner of Comic Asylum in Palm Desert. During that conversation, she mentioned one of the other three comic stores in the area, Interstellar Comic Books and Collectibles in Palm Springs. Uh, Fortunately, I had a little bit of time before my flight back home to New York, and I was able to come here to Interstellar, and I am sitting down right now with the store's owner and operator, Adrian Cuevas. Welcome to the show. Hi there, and I'm happy to be on there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm so glad that this worked out. Uh, so my wife and I, we went to the uh, the Village Fest, the sh- big street festival, mm-hmm. uh, a couple nights ago. It's it's every Thursday. Every single Thursday from... It changes in the summer, but it's always from about 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Cool. Yeah, every single, every single Thursday. The only time they miss it is if it lands on a holiday or weather. Gotcha. Yeah, we had a great time. We found a great, um, a great taco stand, so we had some really good tacos. And there was another stand that was doing hamburgers and hot dogs and uh, bratwurst. So we had a good time. We, we ate well. Uh, and then we were able to stop in and check out your store and meet you and uh, back here before our flight to, uh, to chat a little bit about what your experience has been like uh, running your store here in Palm Springs. Uh, so the show's called My Comic Shop History. Mm. Uh, one of the things I usually ask my, my first-time guests is, uh, you know, what is your comic shop history? How did you get into this? Uh, I'm assuming you're a fan and collector first? And yes, that led to this. yes. I, man, I, I always liked superheroes when I was, like, younger. Like, I, it was mostly cartoons. Like, it was mostly, like, spi- like the Spider-Man, X-Men cartoons. You like, don't mind like, me asking, how old are you? I'm 20, 23. I'm going to be 24 in two days. Okay. <laughs> I got a few years on you. I just turned 30. But <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, it was, like, late 90s. Like, I had, it was, yeah, it was, like spider-man and it was x-men and like i I really like superheroes and i was like i always loved all the movies and everything but it's like i never had like very many comic books it wasn't until like what 2011 which i think that 2011 when um the other shop uh desert oasis had opened up and i had gone to his shop sid's a great guy like um he's the owner of that shop he's really great nice guy go to his shop got comics there um but i constantly worked out here in palm springs and if you don't know palm deserts four cities over and it's about what 11 miles away like it's just a big drive yeah, it took yeah. us about half hour to get here yeah. from from there yeah it takes it takes a minute to get like it's just halfway across the valley and um i, I was working in downtown and i used to work at the toy store just around the corner um worked there for two years and within the two years very quickly i became um I was a key holder there and I ran, I was basically shift manager. Like I, I learned how to run the shop without the manager around. So I basically just learned how to run a store and, um, constantly I would get to where I was like, is there a, to- is there a, a comic book store in the Valley? I was like, yes, there's one, but it's all the way in Palm desert. So already super far away from where they are. And it's kind of hidden working at the store. I was constantly daydreaming of like, I want to open up a store. Like I would love to have my own store. And then, I thought about comic books. I was like, you know, a comic book store in downtown would be amazing. Like it would be really good, like really cool thing to do for, and especially it'd be a thing more for locals because to be honest, there's not too much for locals to do out here. It's pretty not empty desert, but it's, it's, it can get it like, it can become a sleepy town. So I decided to open up the shop and I was like, okay, locals will love it. Tourists will love it. It'll be great. And with the help of my family, I was like, just, within was was summer 2015 i kind of pitched the idea to my mom so were you still in school at this point or i was at i was at college of the desert it was a community college here i was like the fourth year and it was also kind of just the factor of like i was going to this community college for like nearly four years and i just felt like it wasn't getting anywhere like i wasn't doing anything what were you studying just a mix of things actually well that last semester before i was leaving it was it was business (laughs) there you go but i didn't 
can finish. I didn't get a degree. I'm a college dropout, I guess. Um, I'm kinda, so, you, so you pitched the idea to your mom. Yeah, was, I pitched the idea to my mom. Mom's like, uh, she 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 asked me. She was like, "How much do you think it would be?" And I ballparked a number, and then uh, I thought, well, "What did I ballpark? I ballparked like twenty thousand, like just starting twenty thousand to yeah, get just starting to get the store, like just to running. get furniture, like a few shipments, and just to open my door, like just to like lease, open the door, just like a ballparked a number." And then she's like, "Go and research everything. Like find out, like write, find the numbers, write them all down, add it up, and let me know." And I came up with like. 18,000. Okay. And how did you do your research? What were the resources that you used? Base, uh, I, I started calling um, realtors in, 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 um, around downtown to see like what the, the spaces would be. I started looking up um, how to get the credit card service, like the register credit sure. card service, because we use like an iPad, like it's called Talic and just register thing. So we had to use an iPad. We had to get the bank account set up, which bank accounts were actually a lot easier than I was expecting. Pretty much everything. And then, oh yeah. And then it was all the, the, the permits and the license fees. I looked everything up. I realized it wasn't, it's, it's not a hard process. It's just a time consuming process. And I paid all the fees and I did everything. And, um, my parents helped me with about half. And by December 17th, 2015, we opened up. So just the week before Christmas, which was funny. I chose that date. I chose that date because um, it was a street fair night. And the funny thing is, what I didn't realize, it was the night before um, Star Wars The Force Awakens opened. Okay. So nobody came to street fair. <laughs> so it was a dead <laughs> night anyway. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So, so yeah, I opened up and it was like a dead street fair. Like nobody, everyone went to go see Star Wars. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's a tough break. Are the rents here in like along the strip more expensive because of the street fair? Did you find that mm, at all? No. What I found was Palm, Palm Canyon, which is a street further away from me. I'm further from that. I'm closer to Indian Canyon, but Palm Canyon is the main street of, of downtown. You, you'd probably see it's That's like when you see like postcards of downtown Palm Springs, sure. it's Palm Canyon. Okay. It's way more expensive on the main strip. And then here on the, on the, on the side, we're like a side street. I'd say we are like the second busiest street, but it's not a very long street. Way cheaper. Oh, amazingly cheaper. It was just way more feasible to do it, to do so to this one with, with this, with this unit. Like, and I, I don't know, it's a pro and con thing. It's like, would, would it be better to be on the main strip? Eh. Now, as you were embarking upon this process, you're going to open up your own store. At that time, you were still shopping at Desert Oasis, the store that, that Sid runs. I had kind of stopped for a while just because I was just focusing on getting everything um, ready for here. Okay. Well, yeah. at, at, I guess at the point where, you know, you had this idea that you were going to do it, did you talk to Sid at all? Did you seek his counsel? What was that process like or not a like? A little <laughs> bit. It was, it was kind of funny because the last time, it was also the last time I ever went to his shop and it was basically, I kind of just went in there. I like said hi to him. We talked a little, little bit. And I just, the only question I had him, I had asked him was like, what's, what's the distributor? And he just told me diamond. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like that's basically, I just had to find out like, what's, what's the distributor? And it was diamond. That's yes. Yeah. Everybody knows diamond. Like I feel dumb now, but it's like, <laughs> it's diamond comics distributors. Like I'm an idiot, but no, that I remember no, asking. But yes, him, that is, that is definitely information you would need to yeah, know. That's important. That's kind of important. Um, but yeah, it, that, that's what, that's what I the, had asked him. But yeah, I didn't really. I didn't, so you, I, so you yeah. just walked, you were like, I was like, what, what's your distributor? And he was like, I use diamond comics. I was like, all right. And then I bought like one book and then I left. Like, yeah. <laughs> I felt like such a jerk. Cause I know he remembers that. 
um but uh, i i see sid every so often he comes he comes visits here every so often not not frequently but uh, um no actually the funny thing is um i don't you didn't meet i don't know if you you said you met jovel the owner of yeah chuck's husband yeah yes. chuck's husband he did the same thing to me <laughs> Yeah, that, if could, yeah, if you don't mind sharing that story. Because, yeah. again, I, I spoke to Chick, so we talked about how the store opened. But it'd be great to get your, your perspective on that. Um, I didn't know they were... Okay, so first. It was February. So it was... I opened December 2015. And then so February 2016, I had been open about two, three months. And I remember him walking in and he was telling me about his other... He owns, a, I guess, a, a cabinetry business. Yes. Business? I, for, I forget what it's called, but he owns another business. And he was just talking to me. He was talking to me about comics, whatever. Um, he gave me his, his business card. It wasn't, it was an asylum. It was a, the cabinetry business. He gave me his business card. And then, um, yeah, it was just nothing. It was just, just like regular customer chat. He's like, At, who's your distributor? And you're no, like, no, 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 no. He didn't even, he, he probably already knew that. No, he, he was just regular customer business, like customer chat, like nothing about like, comic bookstore you just regular chat like just like you would with any other person and then it was a few days a few weeks later um we saw something my, my girlfriend and i saw something online i think it was facebook or something we saw like comic asylum opening up in in uh in palm desert and they posted a picture of the owners and then my girlfriend's like oh because my girlfriend was there when joe bell came in so i was like oh i remember him i was like who and i was like he was he came to the store and i was like who <laughs> and she's like yeah the guy with the cabinetry business i was like oh oh <laughs> like yeah he, he he opened he 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 had come into my shop at, in february and then his shop opened i think it was late may yes late yeah may yeah, they just passed one year yeah yeah it was late late may so so i was just like oh he like came into my shop like all right <laughs> i love <laughs> how like, you guys set up stores here you go you go into the existing story chat a little bit and then you know a little like, while later oh, a new store oh, I opens got an idea. <laughs> no but no i don't have like no they're they're great guys like, they, uh, yeah i mean uh again the, one of the main reasons i'm here is that while i was talking with chicks for the podcast she you know she told me about you and mm -hmm. talked about uh, desert oasis as well but you know she really recommended that i, I come and check out your store mm -hmm. so i mean it seems like there's a pretty friendly yeah. vibe yeah. among the three stores i didn't get a chance to speak to sid at desert oasis i'd be curious though so he was the the only game in town yeah, yeah. and then now there's three stores i mean i have to say so far you've made this sound easy you ask who the distributor is you're up and running <laughs> but I, i'm really curious you know what this first so now you've been open a year, a, a year and, and a half. half okay so in that year and a half i mean what are some of the things you know you've learned growing pains that you experienced I remember it being like sad, like, like not, not like depressing, but it's just like, I opened my doors, but it's like, I didn't do any advertising or anything. So it's kind of like, and I didn't really start like talking about it. I had been working on it for months, but I didn't even tell a lot of people like my friends or anybody about it until it was about to open. So it was a really slow burn when I first opened. Like now I have my regulars and more people are like, it's getting busier and busier all the time. But like when I first opened, it was just like, if I you was, don't mind me, I mean, not, not to be difficult, but how come you didn't tell people about it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I was even, like, too afraid to tell my family for a while. Like, I think it was, like, I think it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. My family was at the st was at, uh, was at our house. We were having uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, uh, by the way, I'm opening up a store. And then everyone's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I was, I don't know. I guess I was too shy to, like, tell people I was doing it. Like, I mean, it's not a small thing. 
you know, so it's, I know maybe it can be a little intimidating to, yeah, you know, once like, you, and you say it and it's real and it's, you know, it, it can be a little difficult maybe. Yeah. And then, um, here in Palm Springs, it's like, we have our tour season it starts from like October to about like October. That's when people start coming in until about April when Coachella Fest ends. And then it's considered like the summer's like dead slow season. So everyone was telling me, it's like, be careful in the summer because it's going to be really slow and not, not that busy. And every first of the month, every month, I was like, oh, this is the one. Like, this is going to be really slow. This is going to suck. But no, it, it, it stayed steady and, like, just increased. And then one thing I remember that really helped out was um, there was the two – last year was two, comic, uh, two Palm Springs Comic Cons, like, first years. And so, like those those two months when those were going on, those those were really busy. Um, yeah, there was the Comic Con Palm Springs in August, and then there was the Palm Springs Comic Con in November. And the Palm Springs Comic Con in November, um, that one is at the Hard Rock Hotel, which is right here, right around the corner. Okay. And now, have you, I know you said you didn't really advertise or anything in the beginning. Have mm. you have you done more of that now? Mm. Or is it really more just like foot traffic and word of mouth? It's word of mouth foot traffic and then we're we have like lots of social media facebook uh facebook instagram a little bit little bit of twitter but it's mostly just the facebook and instagram but yeah i mean it's it's mostly word of mouth and foot traffic because lots of people like i still hear it now like i've been over a year and a half and i still hear people now it's like oh i heard of this place but i've never been here or wow i've never knew there was a comic shop here and i'm like do you live here and they're like yeah like i'm from palm springs but they never realized i've been here and now you are in this this touristy area right Mm -hmm. um so what i was wondering is you know the the bulk of your your customer base i mean are we dealing more with your regulars and and subscribers people with the pull list or is it more is it more like the foot traffic the people here for the festivals what what sort of mix do you have it's kind of funny because it's like it's it depends on the day of the week because <laughs> it's like Wednesdays are obviously new releases. So everybody's coming by to pick up their poll and then some of them will wait until Thursday. They'll show up on Thursday for Street Fair. Um, Friday, I get most of my uh, Magic the Gathering, like Friday Night Magic Gathering guys. The weekends are usually tourists, like people are just coming okay. in for a town and it's in town. Mondays can be hit or miss. And then Tuesdays, it's delivery day. It's going to be slow no matter what. <laughs> right. Uh, you certainly don't need to give me an exact number if you don't want, or but uh, I was just curious. I mean, how many reservists do you have? Um, I don't know about fifty. Fifty? Okay, that's actually a pretty solid uh, number. I mean, in the episode with with chicks, um, she said that they are around seventy or so. Mm. And as far as the you know the store itself and the layout and everything, I mean, obviously you have your you know your your wall of of new books, mm-hmm. right? We have some back issues, back yeah. issue bins in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, some pops, mm-hmm. uh, which I imagine probably popular with, with the tourists. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first got them, I'm like, oh, man, these aren't going to move. And then they're gone. And I'm like, oh, all right, like, like these are fine. <laughs> are there other things that you've carried and then find that they you found that they weren't selling or things that you haven't carried but you're looking to get into? The second one, it was uh, things I want to carry. Like, uh, you, you'd probably seen it at Asylum. They have lots of sideshow collectible stuff. Yeah. And, like, that's what I want to do, but it's just, it's very... It's a very expensive thing to get into. Like, it's just something that can sit around for a while. Well, I imagine it's been, you know, quite the learning experience as you've been doing this over the, you know, the past year and a half. Uh, so I know I only had you for a few minutes and I see somebody, you know, waiting outside. Yeah. So I want to let you go. I guess just my last thing, um, just on the note of, of people, uh, you know, what has the relationship been like with the customers? When I was here the other night, I saw everyone who came in, you gave them a very hearty greeting. Um, just what has that relationship been like? It's pretty good. Like, 
I, I always look forward to my Wednesdays because all my reg- like I chat with all my regulars and like I've said I'm the only one here so they're the one they I'm the yes. one they see all the time. I am a little I have to say I know we just met but I I I'm, I'm a little worried that you're <laughs> the sole operator that you're the the one person here all the time. I don't want you to get burnt out. I know I know what can happen. No 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 yeah people have told me that they're like you're here all the time and yeah my hours are ten to six every day except for Thursdays and Fridays are ten to ten so I'm I'm here every day like. I've gotten used to it. Uh, I've even like told myself, I'm like, if I'm not going to be, I was like, if I'm not here, like what am I going to be doing better? Like, it's like, I'd rather work on this. Like this is, I want to make, I'm constantly working to make my shop better and better. Cause I know some of my regulars that have been here since I opened will tell you like, Oh, the shop's way different than when I first opened. Cause I didn't have much in here when I was first opened. Like I had enough to just like open the door but I didn't have much in here. Yeah, I, I guess my last question, because uh, I, I do want to let you go and, and do, conduct some business. But um, yeah, when you opened up, what did you open with? I mean, did you just order some stuff from Diamond? Did you have anything from your I, personal collection? Did you I buy any here? collections? What did I have in here? All Okay, so there's a fi- I have these shelvings that are fake walls. Like, they were like fake little partition walls. I had them moved all the way up to about middle of the, of the, of the room. So it was like, half the size of what this room is now like so it was a tiny looking store and then i only had two racks and it was just marvel and dc that was it so it was like marvel dc racks i had the counter where the register was and then i think i had i had the tv that was playing music that was it like i think i had like the window display was like what did i have i think i think i had a few pops but there was hardly much in here at all me being my own worst critic, I'm like, I, there's still nothing in here. Like, like people, people, people come in. My regulars come in. And it's like, oh wow, you added this. You you get you added this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I have a list of a million things I want to add in here, and I'm nowhere near done. Well, I wish you lots of luck as you move forward. Uh, you know, congrats on a year and a half. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much for for taking the time to do this. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for listening. Normally, you would have to wait two weeks until the next episode of My Comic Shop History. However, to celebrate the launch of the My Comic Shop Country Kickstarter campaign, there will be a bonus Kickstarter special episode of My Comic Shop History in one week on September 20th. The episode will feature Connecticut's Cave Comics as well as Long Island's Escape Pod Comics. Next week, we'll also see the release of a brand new episode of Flat Squirrel Tales featuring comic book writer Brandon Montclair. Tune into both next week.